1950 Science Fiction Podcast. This episode is about 1950s science fiction literature. Hello and once again welcome to the 1950 Science Fiction Podcast. You are now listening to the sixth episode of season one. The show is also the first season, first show of the new new year. I hope that everyone has had a great holiday season and that you have stayed safe amid the pandemic. So far, my family and loved ones have not been affected as of yet. In this episode, I will discuss the pulp novels and magazines of interest from the 1950s. This is an area I've not had too much experience in and I have been wanting to explore it further. I know that I am I have read a few 1950s sci-fi novels over the years, but I can't remember what titles I have read. Some stories I have read. I have read many different sci-fi novels over the years. Most of the material is relative to the year I read it. However, I did read a few stories from the past, including the 50s. I read both novels and short fiction by well-known writers like Ray Bradbury and Asimov. From Asimov, I enjoyed reading the Robot Detective series, The Caves of Steel and The Naked Sun, both published in the 50s. The series continued in the 80s with two more novels written by Asimov with the same protagonist. In the 90s and early 2000s, a series of robot detective novels set in the same universe with different characters was introduced. The series had various writers creating stories and situations that involved Asimov's three laws of robotics. Perhaps one of the most well-known 50 sci-fi series is Ray Bradbury's The Martian Chronicles, first published in 1950. It was a collection of short stories that takes place on the planet Mars during the 21st century. Each was a self-contained plot with different characters and and plots. However, all narratives had underlining themes that dealt with racism, nuclear war, and social injustice. They were printed in the late 40s and early 50s in various magazines. The Martian Chronicle stories turned into radio dramas and some were in comic book form as well. I have only read one of the stories of the Martian Chronicles. I read The Million Year Picnic during my high school years back in the 80s. More recently, I have listened to an audio podcast from the classic 50s sci-fi radio dramas, X-1, which aired a few of the Martian Chronicles stories. In the 80s, the Martian Chronicles aired as a miniseries on NBC television. In which I actually watched. It was broadcasted in the US. Another story I read while in high school was A Logic Named Joe by Murray Linster. The short sci-fi short story written in the 40s, produced as a radio drama in the 50s, predicted the internet and personal computing. Like with the Martian Chronicles, I listened to the radio drama via podcast. It's a good story and worth checking out. When I first read the story, the web was not part of our daily lives as of yet. However, personal computing was starting to 
become commonplace. I thought, and I thought that that was what a logic was in the context of the story. Now, tonight's venture into the world of tomorrow. A most unusual story about a logic named Joe and a man named Frank. And of how he saved civilization. It was on the third day of August that Joe came off the assembly line. On the fourth, Marine came into town. And that afternoon, I saved civilization. Marine's a blonde I was crazy about once. And Joe was a new 1940-74 model logic that I got stored away down in the cellar. And how do I save civilization? I save it by keeping Joe down in the cellar. Sometimes you are listening now Joe to a voice from the future. The voice of Frank Caldwell, head serviceman for the Logic Corporation, makers of the machine that does everything for you. <laughs> well, nearly everything, anyway. In the year we speak of, 1974, the electronic logic sets were working so well that life was soft indeed for repairman Frank Caldwell. That is, until that fatal day of August the 3rd, when suddenly the logics began doing everything for their users and... Short story magazines. The 1950s had, great, had a great variety of short fiction magazines, and there was plenty of science fiction and fantasy titles. Some titles started publishing in the 30s and 40s and continued, continued into the 50s. However, some were started in the 1950s. Two such magazines were Galaxy Science Fiction and If Science Fiction Magazine. I've become familiar with both magazines via the Internet Archive. There, a user can find many downloaded issues for free. I have downloaded issues of If and some pulp novels as well. Yeltsy started in 1950 as a French-Italian company called World Editions and were trying to succeed in the U.S. market. The digest-sized periodical stopped publication in 1980. Its editor, H.L. Gold, made the magazine into a, into a bestseller and sought stories that would emphasize social interactions rather than te technology. Gold had some of sci-fi's best writers presented in his magazine. The story, The Fireman, retitled Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury, was first published in one of the first published in one of the issues. Also, Robert Heinlein's The Puppet Masters was published in the magazine, along with other soon-to-be well-known authors. If Science Fiction magazine, published in 1952, was printed by Quinn Publications. Its owner was James L. Quinn. He got the idea from creating it from, the, it from the success that he saw in two other magazines. The two were Fate and Other Worlds. While the latter dealt with science fiction, while the former dealt with discussed with, with the paranormal. During its publication, the magazine had medium sales and was considered of lower quality. The magazine magazine's quality improved over time during the 60s. Robert Heinlein's story, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, was first published in F, while Larry Niven saw his story, The Coldest Place in the Pages of F. Once sci-fi sci author Frederick Pohl took over as editor, 
during the 60s, if magazine would see better success. During the 70s, the magazine merged with Galaxy Science Fiction. The merger was due to declining interest and in, in sales in the periodical, and Pohl had left as editor. Pulp Novels Some pulp novels first appeared as short stories in some short fiction magazines. I have not read any of these stories as of yet, but plan to do so shortly. I have found I have found a small section in archive.org and one other website. I do plan to discuss some titles in a future podcast, either complete novels or some of the short stories. I will talk about other magazine titles that I haven't mentioned here as well. Final thoughts. At this point, I'm going to stop the podcast here. I don't have any in-depth reviews yet. That will come in a future podcast. I just wanted to talk about a few experiences I've had in reading sci-fi literature from the 50s. Ever since I found the book titles from the Internet Archive, I have been eager to read them, but haven't had, had, have not had the time. I do want to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen to, listen to the show, and I have over 400 plays. And the podcast is continuing to grow. I would, I would like to remind my listeners that my podcast notes page is at my vocal.media profile page. There you will find a written transcript of the podcast along with photos, links, and the podcast itself. Also, you can read any of, any of the three years' worth of articles I have written for Vocal. The subjects include... Included are podcasts, sci-fi, paranormal, and even true crime. So feel free to take a look at it. Well, that's all for now. I hope to be back soon with another show. I'm only able to create my podcast intermitt intermittently, so I do ask for everyone's patience. Thanks for listening. Bye.